Welcome back to Triple Coverage. Uh, happy Halloween or happy belated Halloween. In, this, in the <laughs> Halloween spirit, let's uh, had a segment idea. How about we name the uh, the scariest NFL players, the, the ones that strike the most fear into your soul? You were really in the Halloween spirit yeah. the last two days. You were telling Eddie, like, come on, man. We were, <laughs> we were trying to figure out we these We got to have a Halloween theme. It's November yeah. now. I feel like once the calendar flips in November, it's okay, like turkey but it's and at red, the end. red leaf season. That, I mean, that's... Know, like, which NFL that's player looks the most like a turkey? That doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> fit for me. Um, but who'd you have? I had Vontaze Perfect. Because I'm pretty oh. sure he has no regard for human life whatsoever. So he's like, like actually okay. scary. Yeah, okay. like I would be scared yeah. to be in a room with that man. So, I mean, I mean there's a lot of different perspectives you can, or like, I guess, takes you can take this with. Um, I guess one player I'd like, I'd like to highlight is, uh, I guess, Tyreek Hill for me. Tyreek Hill, okay. He's just, that man is, he's a cheetah on the field. You know so. who he scares? Defensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't use like nothing you can do um, about that. But officially, uh I, I'd say Aaron Donald. I don't know if you yeah, guys I don't know sense. if you yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that video. Um I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram, but he posted a video of him of himself training and instead of like pads, you know, like you know how defensive linemen like right. do the swipes and all that and swim moves, he's doing it with knives. Huh? His trainer had knives. I'm not joking. I'm What's, not. What I do you can, gain? I, I don't know. I don't know. But he was doing it with knives. That and just seems like a risk. Yeah. It, it, that's that's why. It, like that's why I chose him. I mean, that's scary um, for Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. But the, I, the man is just huge, Aaron quick, Donald fast out for months for <laughs> getting sliced stat. hand yeah. open. Like, um, but another person I like to highlight is Khalil Mack. Yeah, just I mean that that was that Khalil was Mack. Yeah, it's Khalil Mack. That's true. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to say there's so many directions we can go with this. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I could throw, you know, Greg Hardy in there for all the, all <laughs> yeah. the wrong reasons. But Greg I mean, Hardy literally has, like, multiple personality disorder. <laughs> like, like when he's not playing football, or, like, he's just Greg. But when he is yeah. playing football, apparently he turns into some dude named the Kraken. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, what that means or what that entails, but I guess it just gets sex. Like, I, I really like your Vontez birthday Vontez one. scares the, I, I didn't even the think Jesus of that. out of yeah, me. Like, yeah. He has no regard for human life whatsoever. It's like, I think Vontez scares scares you or scares other NFL players like on the field I, I mean I thought the direction like we were gonna take it in was like you know like from appearance or something like nah, that nah nah even there's as appearance there's, there's, I know, is I'm, there's, 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 there's different, different ways there's different interpretations I, it's just, I, I um, considered Fournette but uh yeah for, I, Fournette's one of them but um, I, I saw the did you guys see the video where he um <laughs> he like giggles every time he gets tackled. Like it was, he'd get tackled, but you just hear all the oh, grunts, and then you hear I him did. over everyone. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, you're getting landed on by 320 then, pound grown man. He's just like, this is fun. Like, uh, um, other players I wanted to highlight as, um, I guess honorable mentions were, uh, I guess for defensive coordinators or other head coaches is Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, um, Lamar definitely, definitely, just like. There's just their movement in the pocket and their ability to get out of the pocket. And I also wanted to mention the Bosa brothers because yeah. they're just monsters. Yeah. Um, I won't name why they're scary. Either, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all interpret that. Um, and since Michelle isn't here, we, unfortunately we couldn't have Michelle this week. But I know she'd want me to highlight a player that's pretty scary on the Dallas Cowboys. Well, two, actually. You know, Demarcus Lawrence. That's mm -hmm. a scary individual. And then Tyron Smith. Oh, I the, thought you were going to say Zeke. Zeke ain't scary. Eat up. 
Zeke's chubby. He ain't scary. <laughs> Zeke's chubby. He's chubby. You don't anyway. like it when it's like crop top or whatever? Yeah. No, that's not scary. Uh, so I actually have a hypothesis on this. So when we watch creepy Halloween movies, usually the character that spooks people out the most is, you know, that like that doll looking like short, mm. you know, girl. Like, right, a little, it's like yeah. usually like you anticipate like size to be scary, but sometimes when you flip it and it's like, ooh, these people are so small, like it catches people mm-hmm. off guard. So I put <laughs> Tariq Cohen because okay. I think he catches people off guard. Yeah, I mean, he definitely catches people. I mean, you've seen him move. Um, Anyways, I, I took this from like a totally like subverted, <laughs> you know, idea. I was like, I yeah. mean, if if um like. Of course, Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald are scary, right? Like, if you right. saw them. But, you know, maybe Tariq Cohen is, like, my height. I'm, I'm also 5'6". And it's like, yeah. you don't realize it, but, you know, he's got skills. And it's oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. that creeps up on people. Anyways. Anyways, let's go let's to, like, the actual, actual NFL. Yep. Uh, before we start, just to mention, we're recording from the Studio B at the USC Annenberg Media Center. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Go check out our sister po- or go check out our nba podcast sister hoop and podcast. holler I, mean, I guess it's a sister podcast yeah. it's, sister it's, it's all into the same yeah. uh hoop and holler that's also on spotify and apple podcast um speaking of sisters i'm looking at mine right now it's family weekend a lot of people out here I had to shout out my fam that's the only feature you're gonna get in the show ebony and, right, let's get into it. And, and then, uh, and then uh, unfortunately yeah. michelle couldn't be um in studio today but also want to um Give a shout out to her for designing the uh, podcast mm, graphics. Looks nice. They look really nice. Yeah. So outside of being a very good football analyst, Michelle is also a graphic designer too. Mm. So special shout out there. So um, first topic, trade deadline deals. Right. And um, and nothing, non-deals. Yeah, non-deals. <laughs> non-deals was the one that killed <laughs> Yes. Me. Really, um, nothing really notable happened, at least on the trade deadline day. In the, yeah, uh, I mean, like, Akib Tlaib, I mean, he's a big name, but he's kind of, I don't want to say he's washed up, but I mean, well, he's they, they traded him to up. Miami. So yeah, that, that kind of says. Exactly. So Miami, where careers go to die. <laughs> that was more of a, like a salary clearance to, to pay, obviously, Jalen Ramsey. Um, but I, I guess the one I found most interesting was Kenyon Drake. And he killed it last night. Yeah, he did. Just because I I love David Johnson, and I know he has the capability to be like a top running back in the NFL, Mm -hmm. but injuries have just plagued him. And uh, I I just think he he needs to go to another team. David Johnson? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think you need Kenyon Drake and David Johnson back there. I mean— from from a from a workhorse standpoint, David Johnson has the I guess he hasn't proven to have the uh, the health capability to maintain that over the course of a whole season. Mm-hmm. But he definitely has the talent to oh, do so. Yeah. But it, it never hurts to have you know a backup or to limit someone's carries, even even if they're talented enough to be a workhorse. Yeah. Because you know you just want to save your backs. They only had these guys only have a limited amount of carries that mm-hmm. they can do in their career before they start you know going down and you know david johnson's already injury prone as it is and i think yeah. the, the more you can limit the amount of hits he takes per game the, yeah. the more you'll get out of him over I, time. I, I guess i'm just thinking from like the cardinals perspective that that your offensive line is like trash so i i guess i would just flip him for either a first round pick or another o-lineman in offseason um i feel bad for Kenyon drake that dude has never not been part of a committee. <laughs> He's never been like the face of the committee. He yeah. went to Alabama. He was backing up there. He got drafted in the fourth round, went to Miami, was backing up Jay Ajayi. Then he should have had the feature role this year, but for some reason they like Kalen Ballage. Mm-hmm. Then they traded him to be behind David Johnson. Like, 
I don't know how you make an NFL career out of being a backup, but he's, yeah. he's done it successfully. You yeah. think he's made to be a lead back in the I th- NFL? I think he could be. I mean, based on last night, you didn't see David yeah. Johnson take a touch. Chase Edwards was hurt. David Johnson was hurt. And he had a heck of a game. So I, I think he has the potential to do it. But, you know, yeah. for some odd reason, he just never ends up in those situations. I, I think the perfect role for him would be like the leader of a committee. I don't yeah. know if you know yeah. what I'm That's saying. What I feel like, like a Jay Ajayi type. Yeah, yeah. In, in my opinion, running game, like a team's running game is always stronger when you have a committee. Me too. Oh, yeah. Just, just Me naturally, too. it's just going to be stronger with the committee. Because once you have that one injury go down, everything doesn't just go down the drain. Yeah, yeah, and it one to Eddie's point, like it diversifies your your yeah, versatility. Yeah, um, your your running game and like obviously your passing game makes it easier on the quarterback, and it it at the end of the day, it's just uh, inexpensive. Like when you yeah, you don't have to pay a top guy like Le'Veon Bell sixteen a year, fourteen a year, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that that's what the Patriots do. That's what they've always done. So um, yeah, I agree with you. And I wonder if Kenyon Drake is even in the Cardinals' long term plans. I think so. I think so. I think so because he's young. Because yeah. between him and Chase Edmonds has looked okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some, some so far like backing up David Johnson. Of course, David Johnson. It's himself. weird. I almost feel like this team is looking to another team in the division and almost modeling their team after it. And that's the Seahawks. Seahawks. You, you get a quarterback who has like first of all, you don't even look at the O line. You just put five dudes <laughs> out there and you just say whatever. We'll run with it. Our quarterback can run. Yeah. So Kyler Murray's like a short, quick twitch. You know, he pocket. can get out of the pocket. Yeah. He can throw on the run. Yeah. Very similar to Russell Wilson. You have a committee with a lead guy in, in David Johnson who's one could be a workhorse back but you don't necessarily have to do that to him because you have a backup mm-hmm. Rashad Penny or Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. and then you have receivers who you know maybe at face value aren't all that great but when you look at it Tyler Lockett and uh, uh, Christian Kirk? Kirk not all that dissimilar players I think that they might be looking towards the Seahawks and trying to build something similar I'd to say that you gotta Tyler get Lockett. a defense first <laughs> yeah that's true well I mean if we look at the Seahawks, isn't Russell Wilson basically the entire team? Yeah. Because yeah, when we look at the Cardinals, isn't Kyler Murray or, basically the Or I guess team? we're comparing the current iteration of the Seahawks, oh, not, the, not the Legion of Boom. That, oh, no, that, no, not. Yeah, that's yeah, not Legion of like Boom Seahawks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying that's what they should do. They should try to get a good defense. I mean, yeah. Well, well, that's, and that, a good O line. You never want to have a bad defense. And a good O line, yeah. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Although, really, if you're trying to be the Seahawks 2.0 then you better hope Kyler Murray is a generational mm-hmm. talent and oh, you yeah. better hope Cliff Kingsbury is well, a generational type coach like, you, you don't, you don't draft him number one overall unless you think that's he's, true oh, yeah. that's true but that's I'm true. saying I don't know if they're building a system or if they're saying Kyler you know I hope you become <laughs> you like a Hall it, of Famer. Yeah. I think we got to mention it, Leonard it, Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams switching yeah. New York. Team. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty important. Um, so so the Giants. I'm looking at their team and they have they have a decent amount of young talent they do. on that team. They do. Um, whether they'll be able to retain all of it, whether they'll be able to develop it, that remains to be seen. But when you look at a guy like Saquon Barkley, you look at Sterling Shepard, you look at Evan Ingram, you look at Daniel Jones on the offensive side. On the defensive side, you still have Janoris Jenkins, who they really should have moved at the they deadline. They should have moved. Um, yeah. But you have Leonard Williams, and I think you can build something out of that. Uh, I think there, there's enough talent, especially on the offensive side. They still you know, need to build some stuff on the defensive side. But mm-hmm. there's enough young talent in that building to, you know, Maybe not in the next two years, but five years down the road, I could see something. And, and f- I mean, football by its nature is very like you get like one year you can be terrible, one year you can, oh, yeah. can be great. So, the yeah. variance theorem. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the Giants are also betting on Leonard Williams being just what, above average, better uh, than uh, he has been because he has been he a l- been, little bit of a disappointment. According yeah. to like PFF numbers, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's been average to not even average. Right. So I mean that's it's to them like they're. Um, 
the Giants are betting a lot in the current core of um, their their defense defensive line. It's uh, now it's Leonard Williams along with their uh, the, the first round pick they got Dexter this, Lawrence. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see because I know Dave Gettleman and the Giants are trying to build a, a solid young core here. But to me, it feels like Leonard Is, Williams. Has I'm been, pretty sure Gettleman's out. Oh no, get him! Nah. No, he's scratch out. that. Scratch all that. Scratch all that. Um, I was thinking he should be out because he <laughs> yes, he he's been there long enough. Uh, they're basically betting on Leonard Williams proving something that he hasn't shown in his first mm-hmm. however many yeah. years in the league already. I guess that that was interesting. I wonder if the Giants are allocating their resources in the right place. Um, so how about uh, trades that never materialize and the drama yeah. you're speaking of? Um, so <laughs> I. Le'Veon Bell already? Like, man, you hear all those rumors? I mean, Jets the Jets said toxic, everyone. Man. Yeah, everyone. Jamal like, Adams. Jamal Adams. Oh Le'Veon my gosh. Bell. Jamal. If Jamal would have went to Dallas, I wouldn't be. Here I was today. praying for <laughs> I wouldn't that. be here today. I was praying I for that. I would have took a sick day. I would have been <laughs> back at the dorm crying myself to and, sleep. And reports say that Jerry. It's because Jerry Jones didn't want to give up a. Like they had agreed on the first round pick, but he didn't. He was fighting over like a third or fourth. Yeah, really, bro. Like you give up that third in a heartbeat, and everything Jerry Jones been saying, like, uh, you know, I'm getting up there in age. Uh, I don't want to regret anything. Like I want to go all out. Go all out then. I like, mean, you you get Jamal cer- Adams at a certain point. It, it pains me to say this, but Dallas does have a boatload of young talented Talent. players yes and at a certain point you cannot pay all these yeah. dudes and if you if you bring in a top safety yeah in addition to a top corner and byron byron jones yeah you have two top linebackers a top pass rusher a top quarterback a top running back a top wide receiver like three you top can't pass rushers. pay all those dudes yeah you just at, can't. at some point you have to balance the yeah the draft, but the i mean and then the young you talent. you got to go all out before you pay dak that's my thing. That's Imagine what that's what the Eagles that. tried to do uh, with when they had Carson Wentz on on his rookie deal. That's, that's true. That's what the Rams tried to do when they had Jared Goff on the r- rookie deal. So, I mean, I think you just had to go for it. You just had to go for it. Well, and they like, didn't. What, what did Jamal Adams say? To he the said, <laughs> "You don't take calls on Tom Brady. You don't or take Aaron calls Donald. on Aaron Donald." You don't take calls on me. I view myself on. In I'm that not light. sure <laughs> if you can really do that yet, Jamal. I think <laughs> he. He's not that level of he's player. Not. Come on. Uh, he's close? I wouldn't say that. Not yet. At, at this particular juncture. Yeah, no. but as a player, you view yourself. You, you, like, you uh, yeah, understand. I, I, have, I have no problem with you, him you you know, being confident. Like what I do have a problem with is the realism. I, you know, Him as a player, it's his job to be confident in his ability. Me as an analyst, it's my job to tell you the reality. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not on Tom Brady Hall of Fame levels. You're not on Aaron Donald, most dominant defensive player yeah. in the NFL levels. You're a really good safety. A really, really, a really, really good safety. Yeah, very yeah. good safety. But like, let's just compare him to the reaction of Le'Veon Bell, who came out and said, I'm not surprised this is the business of the NFL. Oh, he's been a great leader for the I mean, Jets. Here's the thing, Le'Veon going through everything he went through with yeah. Pittsburgh, he understands it's the, that. It's now. the years in the league, and, it's the experience. Exactly. And, and, and Jamal, Jamal doesn't really understand. He'll realize, you know, NFL is a business. First I mean, and he, he's a pretty polarizing dude in himself. He's he's come out. I mean, remember the thing he said last year, I think it was, where he's like, people were talking about the CTE thing, and he said something like, I'd be okay with dying on a football field because that's what I know and that's what I love. He, I mean, he said some controversial stuff before. It, it's not new to hear something like that from yeah. Jamal Adams. Um, but I just worry about what that does to the locker room. If you have those, like like I said with the Eagles, there's a lot of individuals thinking individually. You don't want that in the locker room at all. Um, maybe you would consider moving a guy like Jamal Adams. Even with the talent, I'm not sure if he's worth, you know, the distraction. Can, can we move to Trent Williams? 
Uh, uh, before we get there. to Trent Williams, that I wanna, was so I, weird. I, I want to yeah, mention all was, of the uh, it was all of the cornerbacks who didn't get moved, and that includes Josh Norman, Patrick Peterson, Chris Harris, and even Harris. and even Desmond Trufant on the Falcons. There was talks about him getting. Moved. Did you say Janoris Jenkins? Janoris, Janoris Jenkins. Jenkins. Howie, why? <laughs> why do you do this to me? I mean, That's I, all he had to do was get one. Like, please. Get one decent one. Please. Not, I'm not asking for Jalen Ramsey. Right. Uh. Howie said, nah, bro, we good with Jalen Mills. I'm yeah. like, why? Oh, that was so frustrating to watch all those corners move and all the ones that were available but didn't get moved. Didn't get. In, in the I mean, Eagles yeah, Pat, Patrick Peterson and Chris Harris might have been um, – they they the, the teams might have been asking for a super high price, yeah but they, they a were a guy like Desmond Trufant like I think and he, he's still relatively young right like I I understood Chris Harris because he's thirty you you don't want a quarter on the back end of thirty because they're just going to be out of their athletic prime pretty soon but I, if I remember correctly Desmond Trufant is pretty young um so I don't see why you don't take a flyer on a guy like that do you, do you think the Eagles had one of the most more disappointing like I mean every I year how I mean when when we were rebuilding and then the last couple years when we were in contention how he always had a move Made for moves. us in his back yeah, pocket yeah, yeah. it was oh we brought in a, a, a Malcolm Jenkins we and brought in a Jay Ajayi yeah. and, and it, I and guess it this about year going all out yeah and I don't know if that's a sign to me that he doesn't think this team is contending right now or if he's confident enough in his players yeah because if he's confident enough in his players, I'm not sure if he's seeing what the rest of us are seeing <laughs> which is that the corners are not that good but uh, you know that, I guess that remains to be seen yeah. whether he trusts his ability to draft, which, you know, <laughs> I don't know why you would at this point, but hmm. um, who am I to say? All right. Move on to the Trent Williams, Trent Williams. that whole ordeal. That was So weird. he ended his holdout, but in doing so— Can he, you like explain what happened yeah, for so, people who don't so, know? So he's holding out until now. He doesn't get traded because the Redskins are asking for a first-round pick. No one's willing to meet them at their price, so he ends his holdout. He's going to play— but, you know, before he suits up and, and, and gets on the field for the first time, he kind of, uh, when he Bomb. gets interviewed, he, he's basically saying that the Redskins didn't diagnose a cancer yet in yeah. his head. Like, yeah. like six years ago. Like and he, he just, said, he just he said had, he something just about a, uh, he didn't pass the physical because of, of a helmet uncomfortability, which was weird to me because I'm like, you could just go get a new helmet. But yeah. I guess that there was something there that, you know, none of us saw. And, they, they, and he said explicitly that the Redskins training staff told him like it's nothing yeah it's something minor you don't have to worry about this it. Like, is not the first time that the oh. Redskins training staff like that this has been an ongoing Any training thing for staff. years because yeah. every single year the Redskins have had numerous injuries that seem like they could have been preventable or the tight like, end it, the, yeah, always uh, gonna hurt mm -hmm. What's Jordan, his Reed. Name? Jordan, Jordan Reed. Reed yeah um Ryan Kerrigan always seems the, to be out the running back uh um I know who Darius you're, guys yeah no no no, no. Adrian Peterson. The other one. <laughs> I mean, they have yeah, so many. Right. I mean, yeah. that's besides the point. It's just the right, the Redskins training staff as a whole. This is not the first time that a player has called out um, the organization. Um, yeah. And I, I think it, at this point, it, he filed a lawsuit against them, right? Or he's attempting to file a lawsuit or something like that. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Not, so not uh, for for that to happen, I think that's warranted. That's crazy. It's warranted though, because if oh, you look yeah. at the history. It's terrible, and it, like you're literally putting these players at risk, and the, the, they're putting their bodies on the and, line, and having trusted the training staff mm -hmm. to do their job, and they're not doing their due, due it, diligence. It's something, yeah, it's something that happens. Like you see it in, in the NBA, but more explicit. You see it more uh, in the NFL, um, and it, and it's just unfortunate because you know team doctors. Um, or team trainers, they ultimately have to listen to their uh, who's above them, which is like 
management owners, and yeah. the owners. So um, they're subject to them, and it's just so unfortunate for players sometimes to yeah. to be put in those tough positions. Yeah, I mean, if you're a player and you can afford it, always get get a third party opinion. Oh That's yeah, a, third. Just, yeah, just, just the whole whole structure of having team doctors being employed under owners and the owner's yeah. sole objective is to yeah. make money which is to keep your star product exactly it's there's a lot of ways that can go wrong by the way i was talking about chris thompson chris thompson. he's always hurt yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um another some other news dealing with injury staff wasn't that player on the jets who uh uh, uh kalechi assembly who oh who, he was who, the one who filed the lawsuit yeah yeah that's what, I was that's what i'm thinking of yep yeah, that I mean, because that one's a little. He said his shoulder was messed up, and the Jets told him his shoulder wasn't messed up. Yeah, bro, these said, teams be lying, I mean, bro. There's, That's there's, why you can't. <laughs> there's a culture in the NFL for that, and it's literally we're gonna give you these pills, go out and play. Or an I mean, that, that, that's okay. documented. They, they're, they'll inject you. Yeah. They'll the throw Oxycontin. the pills in you. Yeah, um, like you, you let these players tell it. These players tell it half the dudes on the field are high, you know, just on yeah. some sort of uh, That's what, uh, opioid. So Percy it, Harvin said, mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. never, yeah, every, and, every game. Yeah, he yeah, said, that, I never played a game where I wasn't high. And, and yeah. it's, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's a reality that needs to be exposed in the NFL because it's not safe. And it, I, it, eventually we're going to start seeing these dudes get affected by that on the back ends mm-hmm. of their careers and lives. And that's yeah. just not fair to them. Yeah. Um, in terms of drama under that, umbrella i also you know andy dalton finally um, <laughs> finally i know right finally. And, and he, <laughs> he was, was like never I, good he's like i wish y'all let me know before the trade deadline i wish so, you would have played better and yeah we don't all I, get what we want i was like you're you're not in a position to be asking for those demands are oh, yeah. like hypothetically speaking let's say Andy Dalton does get to know ahead of time and does get to explore hey, options how many, training how many teams, teams are training? saying <laughs> we're banging on the door for Andy Dalton exactly. no one's doing that no one cares about Andy Dalton he was never good and and actually that's not fair to say he was he was good, good for, for like rookie. a year he was good for a rookie and then every year he never got better so every year it was more and more obvious that he wasn't improving as a quarterback and now it's to the point where we all recognize this guy's not a good and quarterback did you, did you see that interview in the locker room no, what he say? seems so he seems so like angry. Like, what are you angry about? You haven't been playing good. I mean, like, I, I I've always been so frustrated with Cincinnati yeah, as an organization yeah. because they seem content with settling for mediocrity. And, and the same for their head coach, their who head, they finally Marv, fired Marvin after Lewis. 20... I, I was saying that for years. Exactly. If you, if you are content with Marvin Lewis as your head coach and you're content with Andy Dalton as your quarterback, you are saying to your fans, you're saying to your players, you're saying to everyone who has any sort of investment within your organization okay with that being. you're okay mediocre. with being a mediocre football team yeah. which is just not okay well I guess th- this is an interesting question because where's the happy medium because we get on teams for cycling through coaches and cycling through general managers like the Browns okay but 20 so years long. is come on come I mean on. the thing is you can look for a replacement while still keeping the dude and that I just they they committed to him. That's what I never mm-hmm. understood. It's one thing to say, okay, you can be our quarterback for the time being while we try to hit on somebody. But when the only guy you bring in to at least like give him some sort of hint at a, a competition is AJ McCarron, you're basically saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. cool with Aaron, uh, Andy Dalton being our guy. And and my thing is one, if you if you are gonna take Andy Dalton uh, out of the starting lineup and you know look to the future, mm-hmm. why do you have AJ Green still? I yeah, mean that that flip that flip that. There, there so team, many teams were interested. Yeah, I'm sure like th- there were teams that were exactly the, the worst that. place you want to be in as an organization because there are teams that are contending, there are teams that are rebuilding, the and then middle. you have that those teams in the middle who don't understand what Same they're doing. In the NBA. Cincinnati, yeah. Washington. I wouldn't say the Giants at this point. I think they've kind of committed mm-hmm. to the rebuild, but there are those teams that are in that weird little 
purgatory of not understanding exactly what direction they're taking the organization. And once you get stuck there, even it's the, hard to get out. Even the Falcons. The, Fal- yep, Falcons, the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. The Steelers almost. I almost want to. Even Steelers, the Steelers. Steelers have a good yes. like, young defense, but it feels like they've been hanging on. Because Ben, yeah. An aging, yeah. aging yeah. roster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it was always, I, I, I'm, I thrive on competition. I think most people do. You want to win. And when I see an organization that's directly committed to not doing that, it's just frustrating. Yeah, very. Yeah. Okay, so we're at week nine of the NFL, which is Already. officially the halfway point. Yeah. Wow. Passes by very fast. Um, so let, let's talk midseason awards right now. Like, okay. Can we go, like, MVP then? Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, of course we're going to start with MVP. Okay. Who do you guys got? Okay, so is the is the who do I have as my MVP to this point, or who who do I think no, will win? No, I think it's pre- predictions, yeah, right? Prediction. Yeah, Lamar yeah. Jackson. Okay, Lamar Jackson. I, I I think if if the this this weekend is going to be the tipping point. Yeah. When they play the Patriots, yeah. if Lamar Jackson stares Bill Belichick and that defense in the face and shows them exactly what he's capable of from a passing and a running standpoint, I think that could be the point where we see Lamar Jackson the pretty good exciting quarterback to Lamar Jackson the MVP candidate. When we when we get to, you know, the rundown, that's the game I'm going to have mm-hmm. most like the that toughest. game, believe me, that game yeah. is highlighted. Um, I, I don't know if Lamar will have any success as a passer against this. Patriots well, defense. yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll I, see. I think the way Belichick operates, he's going to try to force him to. He's yeah. going to say, "We're, oh, we're not yeah. going to let you run." So he I think because I've always yeah. thought Lamar Jackson was a better passer than a lot of people give him credit for, and you All know, right. he just kind of runs as a product of that's what's available to him and that's just what he's more comfortable doing but I think he can sling it down the field when need be and if Belichick's going to say we're going to load the box and we're going to force you to pass it mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's capable of doing that yeah so for my MVP I was choosing between Aaron Rodgers and uh, Russell Wilson um, and then I made my decision based off the their schedule looking forward um, and I think Aaron Rodgers would have uh, ha- had a better outlook. So just those wins, um, I-, I think it are going to rack up in Aaron Rodgers' favor. So that's going to be my MVP. Yeah. I also have Aaron Rodgers, too. If, if uh, Green Bay is 7-1 right now, they finish the season 14-2, and 13-3. Um, the, you know, the offense is clicking on all cylinders. I mean, so is the defense, too. But just, of course, Aaron Rodgers, the name himself. I, exactly. I, I've, I have a hard time seeing. D- defense um, is fluctuating, but, I mean. It once you win that to... first MVP, it's a lot easier to win more. Yeah. And yeah. you kind of have to break into that it's conversation. It's Aaron Rodgers. And, and for so many years, that, that team has been mediocre. And this team looks dominant now, the, the, the current Packers. And it's hard for me to see. You know, like, voters like voting for him. That, that's just Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I'm not uh, sure if Aaron Rodgers really has changed all that much though I, it's a product as Stephen A would say well, Matt LeFleur I think it's more of a product of you know the, the running the, backs the running they're backs they're finally using the running backs and, and the yeah. working dynamic between you know what was yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy which clearly didn't work and now what's Aaron Rodgers and it's really more of like instead of a head coach <laughs> and quarterback it's a partnership because yeah, they're yeah. really around the same age you you, you noted yeah. we were watching the game Aaron almost looks older than Matt yeah. Lefle, and, and, yeah. and you can tell at the beginning of the season and in the preseason uh, Aaron Rodgers was kind of like hesitant yeah. to, to but the whole narrative the was audible well, Aaron Rodgers you know listen to Matt yeah. yeah, but I, I Matt think Lahou? Matt Lafleur. Okay, okay, I, <laughs> yeah. sure. I can understand. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right. It's finally a partnership, and finally they have a capable running back. So yeah. um, they're finally utilizing it correctly. How about offensive player of the year? Christian McCaffrey. Hands okay, down. I have McCaffrey. It's, yeah. it's got to be McCaffrey. He's, so he's having a year. I had Christian McCaffrey, um, and I know 
it's it's it is given to to running backs quite a bit. Because mm-hmm. um, usually the quarterbacks are the guys who win that. Yeah, but the only like if I was choosing between Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers for my MVP, I I I guess the guy who I didn't choose, Russell Wilson, might win that. Right. So mm. I was trying to choose between Christian McCaffrey and Russell Wilson, but. Yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey is probably ultimately going to win it. Because that, that dude's just... he's and, and the weird thing is, like, I don't know if there's anything... Well, I guess there's clearly something wrong with Cam, too. And they were saying that he, he's not even close to being back to playing at this point. Wow. Um. Which, yeah, which is crazy because he's been rehabbing that shoulder for a while now. And he even got to play on it a little bit. But, you know, there's, there's clearly something weird going on there. He's but in the meantime, out. McCaffrey has been utterly carrying that offense. Oh, yeah. I, I refuse to say that Kyle Allen's the dude doing it. He's just making mm-hmm. the smart plays with the football. It's Chris, It's the McCaffrey show starring Christian McCaffrey featuring Dave, <laughs> DJ yeah. Moore featuring Kyle Allen with a special guest star by Ron Revere. Like, it's, it's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> who, do you, who, who do you guys got for Defensive Player of the Year? I had Stephon this one was Gil- tougher. I had Stephon Gilmore. I, I wrote here Patriots defense because there's like, <laughs> like not one guy. There's, yeah. It's just yeah. a, it's a collective, and I guess you can't give it to him. But I would agree with you that they'll probably yeah. just pick one figurehead Stephon and give it to Gilmore. that dude. Yeah. Um, I got Nick Bosa. Uh, he's been. You very think he's good gonna too. win both? Yeah, defensive rookie, rookie, rookie of the year, player mm-hmm. of the year. It's just, That'd be interesting. He's so, definitely in the conversation. So I feel like the argument can be made that the Niners defense. I mean, forget about yes yesterday's game. Mm-hmm. Are the are a better defense than the Patriots, considering the, the competition. opponents they face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been saying this week to week. And I I still have to see it this weekend again. Like, this weekend's going to decide the, a lot of the things. The only argument against Nick Bosa, which I think is going to hurt him, one, he's a rookie, so they're probably yeah. just they're definitely going to give him the rookie award. But two, he gets a lot of one-on-one matchups. Yeah. So yeah. he never gets doubled like a lot of other. I mean, guys. you can't with that deal. That, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. When you have so many great players next to you, you're not going to get doubled a lot. I, th- I think that's that's the case for most guys, though. On on defensive side, when you have one guy who plays really well, it's a product of his teammates also yeah. playing extremely well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, unless it's Khalil Mack, in which case he's just a freight train. But. Um, I, I think it's fair to give it to Nick Bosa yeah, at this point. I mean, point. I'll just throw some numbers out there. Seven sacks on the season, 11 mm-hmm. tackles for loss, 13 QB hits, 21 pressures. Um, I mean, of course, he also leads the arguably best defensive unit in the NFL. He's only played 70% mm-hmm. of their snaps because they're trying to limit how much he plays coming off injury injuries mm-hmm. yeah. last year. So, I mean, he's he, he's just been so like so impressive and, and especially for a rookie I, I just feel like it's it's weird because usually pace. at this point in the season there's one guy who everyone's raving about and I there's not because we've been raving about this Patriots defense as, and a, as a collective exactly so I, I haven't heard any any talking head really single out Stefan Gilmore yeah as I mean because he's not the there's no single the game yeah. changer can we have defensive player of the year Bill Belichick because that's who's doing it right now yeah. like it, yeah. it's really just yeah it, it's the iteration of Bill Belichick that has fine I guess like Michelle said this weeks earlier I'm fi- finally getting on the train yeah. somewhat but it's the iteration of Bill Belichick so, that has perfected yeah. also um, honorable exactly mention uh, Baker Mayfield for defensive player of the year <laughs> <laughs> he got six TDs 12 interceptions um, I don't Bro, bro. Uh, oh, that he, works on multiple levels because he got really defensive when people started coming for him. Uh, see, there's levels to it, bro. There's levels to so, it. So, uh, what about offensive rookie of the year? I got a running back. I don't know if you got. I do. Josh I think we have the same. Josh, Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah, I have Josh. So Jacobs. him over Kyler. You also have. Him well, Kyler. no. I I think if you had to pick a quarterback, uh, like Gardner Minshew, Gardner? he's hmm. he has better stats than Kyler. Granted. Kyler's team is worse, and Kyler has had to do more, and expectations for the Cardinals were 
at a very, very low at the beginning of the season. And I mean, they're three, five, and one, so it's not like you know terrible. But I th- he he's. He's, he definitely hasn't been playing better than Gardner Minshew. It's weird how we rate rookies, right? We rate, we rate rookie quarterbacks against how is he playing for a rookie quarterback. Uh-huh. But when you're a rookie running back, it's not how are you playing for a rookie running back. It's how are you as a running back. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs is already a really, really good NFL running back. Yeah, That's yeah. why I think he takes it over Kyler Murray, who's a really good rookie quarterback. Me too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I think as an NFL player, Josh Jacobs is the, the better player. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, since we all had Josh Jacobs, uh, uh, Nick Bosa for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that that's clear. That, that's yeah. a given. Uh, coach Belichick, in my opinion, I have Kyle Shanahan or Kyle, I have Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, too. just because I mean, are, 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 two... are we surprised that Bill Belichick's team? Yeah, that's what know, I'm saying. Like giving Bill Belichick coach of the year is like that's giving what I'm LeBron saying. MVP. Like yeah. we know we, we yeah. just not can't, we can't give it to him. Every and year. Uh, Super Bowl champs, are Ooh, we doing that? Dang. Yeah. Pats, come come on. Uh, unless you're picking a team from the NFC, which is popular, uh, you know, mm. Saints, Packers. Yeah, I want to. I want to say the Packers. Okay. I also want to say the Niners, just just as or the Niners. Yeah, my fault, my fault. Neither. Um, it, I I feel like this is the year for somebody. It happens every so often, right? Giants in 2008 wild card. This is the year for somebody to come way out of left field and win it. Because hmm. I'm still, as much as I like that Patriots defense, I'm still not completely sold. Hmm. And I feel like they can get exposed by the right person. I, maybe, I'd have to think maybe, about maybe that. Maybe it's the Minnesota Vikings. Come, no, no, <laughs> that's no. We're talking about you, who's left their field. quarterback. The three, three, good. Yeah, yeah, three quarters. Uh, it's Kirk half. three quarters cousins. That that's who Quart- it is. <laughs> um, a, com- a comeback player of the year. Oh, comeback player of the year. Um, I didn't even think of that. Uh, it's kind of a weird award because the uh, how do we define players as coming back? Is it from? It's injuries? usually from an injury. From yeah. injury. Okay. Last year, it, it was it the the dude who was on the Chiefs who had cancer. Oh, Ooh. Eric Berry. Eric Hold Berry. Because it's not always injury, right? Yeah, I'm thinking a lot of sometimes it's personal, um, personal stuff. And this guy won't have a strong sample size. But for what he did within the time that he was playing, I think he deserves it. And that's Teddy Bridgewater. Hmm. People uh, wrote him I'm, off. Yeah. People no, wrote him no. off. He was not a dude anymore. He barely an NFL I'm quarterback. With that. I'm with that. I, I'd give it to okay. Teddy Bridgewater. I, I'm Cooper, with that. Cooper Cup is the most popular yeah. name out there okay. right now. I, I have Dalvin Cook. That's, that's a good name, yeah, too. He did what, what he tear his ACL last year? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he tore his ACL two years ago. Last year, he had a bunch of stuff. He only played five, five games, six games, I think. I still give it to Teddy. That's I'm just actually, my guy. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still with Teddy. I've Brady. always been a fan of Teddy. Yeah, that's true. See, the weird thing is Dalvin Cook. I feel like is more of a like a breakout player more more than he is a, a comeback. But I feel like that's if you're, true. If you're a comeback yeah. player, you have to like come have back come from back. Like, 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 like like AP coming back from yeah. that yeah. Like, knee like, injury. Yeah, um, it's it, it's kind of a weird award, but it, the ways that they've given it out before, it seems like Dalvin Cook's that guy. Yeah, I can In see it. Eyes. That's true. I can see it. But he, uh, like you said, he's not exactly coming back from anything. Yeah. All right, so we keep it pushing? Yeah. Um, rundown? Let's, let's go over all it. the games this week. So uh, did you guys tally up your picks last week? I went 12-2. and two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Same. Me and, me and Reagan uh, actually counted. See, I, I went 10-4, and four and I thought I did well. But eh. making back, I'm, making, I'm clawing not. back, baby. Do you guys have your overall? No, oh, no, because yeah. no. <laughs> we didn't do the yeah previous yeah. week. We'll, we'll we'll get that in by by the uh, by the end of the season. So our first game, Houston versus, oop, nope. Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. Uh, that that's Houston. Pretty easy. Uh, I even though they're going into Jacksonville, I I just don't see Gardner. Uh, you know. Oh wait, hold on. 
That's actually a little more. That's a little trickier than I initially. Jacksonville's put up a fight in some of their games yeah. this year. I, I still, you know, I it's hard for me to bet against Deshaun Watson. I'm going yeah. Houston, especially after that throw. <laughs> yeah, of, you when got he got cut. kicked in the face yeah. and then threw a touchdown <laughs> pass. I, um, I also have Houston. Same. All right, next game: Bears Eagles. Do I Eagle, need to say anything? Eagles are at home. Uh, I think there's a sense of urgency mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of like a, a a feeling of like we got to get together, even if we might not, you know, like each other too much. Um, but sir, <laughs> I'm with the Eagles. They love each other up there. Yeah, <laughs> the perhaps the only team more puzzling than the Eagles might be the Bears. So, I I I, I also have the Eagles. If, this if was the, the, this was the, the point last. I just want to uh-huh. say this. I'm not making any predictions. I'm not gonna make you know any guarantees. But this was the point last season that they turned it around. We had we got blown out by the Saints, and then we went out the next week and beat a team that we should not have beaten. And that's when we got it rolling, and we ended up becoming a playoff team. If if the Bears don't throw all their money or like try to get you know uh, Teddy Bridgewater. The, and stick with Mitchell Trubisky next season. They won't like, stick with Tr- Mitchell like, Trubisky. They got to go after Teddy Bridgewater. It, That'd make simple. the most sense. You would think, but they've, I don't think, they, they, they've, they've shown a lot of confidence. Anyways, uh, Minnesota, Kansas City. Is uh, Patrick Mahomes? I think, nah. I think, yeah, they're keeping him out for this yeah. game. I'm going to go Minnesota. Vikings. Yeah, yeah. yeah I also got Vikings. Uh, they, they've been on a roll lately. We'll see how that holds yeah. I mean, Well, I mean, the, their opponents they've played. Yeah. You know, Kirk Kansas, Cousins is good against teams that are that below are 500. <laughs> yeah, so. That and the fact that the, the offensive coordinator is finally starting to understand, like, hey, I have Stefan Diggs and, well, I guess not Adam not Thielen anymore, but he's Dalvin understanding Cook. that they have, you know, <laughs> that he can utilize and their Calvin talent <laughs> in more ways than just running screen yeah. And, I mean, Minnesota wasn't going to use Dalvin Cook like he like they have um, for the whole season mm-hmm. just, just with his injury concerns. Yeah. And it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Because well, it's not even in disguise. It's it's you have Stephon Diggs and a, a, a good enough quarterback and, and you know good receivers. For three quarters. We'll see. Might yeah. Throw the ball. Uh, next game, Colts Steelers. I'm going to take the Colts. I feel like they're just they're like a really weird team that no one ever talks about. But from week to week, they play very well and they I mean, win they're, games. They're what they're five they're and solid, two, right? five and two. Yeah, their 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 quarterback doesn't uh, Jacoby Brissett doesn't make any like stupid throws. Um, he's smart with the football. Good. One of the best offensive lines in the NFL. So, oh yeah, what are, uh, uh, I'm just just uh, just interjecting here. Tom Brady, Jimmy G, and Jacoby Brissett are like 21 and two combined for their teams. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but it's quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Steelers are at home. Um, but yeah, I got the Colts in this one. I have the Steelers. Really? Yeah. What's that? I feel like I, Pittsburgh's at home. They they were so disappointing to start the year, and then in the last couple of games, they've been playing. It seems okay. like they they found some of a defensive identity, especially yeah. with Devin Bush and the young players they have. Like they have a pretty solid defense, and I I could see I, I could see them upsetting the Colts. I'm so T- excited T- for T- this. T.Y. Hilton game. is out, which could have an effect on hmm. Brissett. You know, I'm not sure exactly what receiving talent they have besides him. Um, you so know you what? Might have to stick to the run game. I'm a. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. Mm, yeah. I'm gonna switch. Switch it up. I'm with Eddie. I guess I convinced you. I'm so excited for this next game. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Jets Dolphins. Let's go. Sir. This is the one. The Dolphins, yes, sir. Oh, y'all think you think the Dolphins gonna win this one? No. <laughs> I mean, see, I picked the Dolphins last week for whatever reason, <laughs> and they almost pulled it off. They, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm picking the Dolphins again this week. Me too. I just, they, I mean, they have to win a game at some point. <laughs> do they though? Like, do they? Because I feel like they, they're one of those teams where it's like they'll get to a situation where they'll be down by uh, 
one point and they could kick the field goal or kick the extra point and go into overtime. But they were like, screw it, let's go for two because if we go for two, it'll be great for morale. And if we don't, we're going to get that draft pick. So, like, they really don't care. Uh, I feel like they, they're not think, trying to win. I think by the numbers, like, it's better to go for the win. Like, if, if the situation came yeah, up, it's by the numbers. Al- al- although, um, like, with, like, all in all seriousness, the Jets have been handed, like, have had their, you know, butts kicked last two weeks. I mean, when I look at the Jets, though, I still see some talent. Yeah, you that's why. Sam Plus, Darnold. Like, you still I, got I, Ryan Anderson or Robbie. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. You still got, you know, you don't have Floyd anymore, but Jamal you still have Jamal Adams. Adams. You at least have some good football players. I look at Miami, I'm like, yeah, no. Devontae I, Parker? It, and I mean, all, Albert Wilson. Mm, see, I, what we, see what we're talking about? We're, we're comparing apples yeah, to yeah. crab apples no, right but, now. Like, but in all seriousness, I got the Jets, not the Dolphins. Yeah, I got the Jets. <laughs> the Dolphins have some resemblance of talent on that team. <laughs> Where? Josh Rosen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, they traded away Kenyon Drake, so that that's not there. Xavier <laughs> <Where>? Howard. <sighs> I guess I'm gonna have to go look at their right, chart next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, I got Dolphins. We'll see what happens. Redskins, Buffalo. Got the Buffalo Bills. I got the Bills. Bills. They're home. Um. All right. No explanation there. Titans. Uh. Titans. Panthers. Panthers got their Panthers. asses kicked. So I still got. I still got the Panthers. So they're at home. Well, uh, I mean. They got their butts kicked, but that's probably just because the Niners are. No, very, that's what I'm saying. And, and as a team, as a young team, like who who did ha- like, Dog, have that happen to them? Um, they're they're gonna come back uh, and play very well at home. Can we just hit the opinion. pause button and go through the Miami Dolphins death chart. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, Mark Walton running back, wide receivers Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Albert, Albert Wilson, tight end Mike Jacecki. I don't even know who these guys on the offensive line are. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive end, what? Yeah. I, I don't recognize these names. And I followed football like very <laughs> deeply. I don't know who these people are. Okay, let's right. move on. I just had to get Titans, that's Panthers, a very do we, bad do we all have Panthers? Yeah, I have the Panthers. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this is one of those games where Titan the Titans yeah, up on the Titans right. are like what four and four. Ryan this year? Tannehill. It is Ryan. Weir- weirdly, uh, Tennessee will always they be always do that though. They always yeah. They're they're another so one of those teams in that weird limbo of yeah. not contending but not you know mm-hmm. rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Detroit, Oakland, Oakland. Ooh, that's yeah. interesting. I actually mm, that one's tough. I'll probably say uh, it's in Oakland, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. Over. They're at home. So, Carryon Johnson's out for the year, I think, right? Yes. I think what will happen is that will force Matthew Stafford to throw the ball, and when he throws the ball, he throws the deep ball against a Raiders secondary that does not cover the deep ball very well. Okay. And I think that bodes well for Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and all the receivers, and that's why I see Detroit pulling out the win. Interesting. Next game, Tampa Bay, Seattle. Seattle. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Seattle. Right. 12 man. Uh Green Bay. Uh, That's easy. Packers Chargers. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. That wasn't as easy to me. And every every week I look at the Chargers. I look at who they play, and I think this team is way too talented to keep losing teams like this. And the Packers are riding on a very high wave right now. Hmm. I think this is the week it comes crashing down. I got the Chargers. Interesting. I have the Packers, but the Chargers, even when they win, like they've only been eking out wins. Yeah, like thirteen ten or like seventeen sixty. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got the Packers. Chargers have been playing terribly. And I, I mean, I guess you can give it to, like, injury, injuries. yeah. But, um, yeah, I got Anthony, uh, Anthony Lynn is probably on the hot seat there. As well. May, maybe. I think they go, they're going to give him next year. Phillip Rivers is on the hot seat, I think. At, at, at a certain point, you, he, he's up there in age already. 
at a certain point, you, you can't gotta keep draft a cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones. Um, Browns Broncos. <laughs> Talk about two. Jesus Christ. Oh, Baker. Do not make me look dumb. I'm going to take the Browns. Baker, please. Holy. The game's in Denver. Yeah, the game's I, in Denver. I, I, I'm still taking the Browns. But, I mean, with all the turmoil that's going on in the in the Denver locker room with, you know, Emmanuel Sanders being shipped out. And Joe Flacco. And, and Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco you know. Um, so, uh, I hate choosing the Browns because I don't like them at all, but I, I guess I got the Browns. Yeah. Um, it seems like the Browns are just a disaster that's not really yeah. it's not it's not changing anytime soon. I got the Broncos there at home. Yeah. It feels like Joe Flacco being out after saying everything that he did about, you know, the way they're playing might be a good little like restart button for the Broncos. They, he they really went after the the play call. Oh yeah. Um I mean, he probably knew he wasn't going to be playing the yeah. <laughs> next couple of games so he can say whatever. This next game is the best game. Uh mm-hmm. New England Baltimore. So I'm taking can, Lamar, man. Bro, I still can't choose. I'm taking Lamar. Like, on, on one side, I, I see New England blowing them out. Then on another side, like, I, I see a low-scoring game where Lamar edges it out. Because, I mean, Bill Belichick kind of struggles against, like, he, like he struggled against uh, Cam Newton a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's it's really tough for me. Who you got? I have Patriots. I'm just not I'm not gonna bet against the Patriots until they give me a reason to bet against them. Damn. I'm not gonna bet against Lamar until he gives me a reason to. Damn. I got the Patriots in. I'm pick, I'm picking Baltimore. I'm going safe, I, I guess. I there, there's something inside of me that tells me Lamar Jackson's gonna go out and have a game. And it, I don't know what it is. They're tight ends. I don't know why. Confident. But I, I I'm going with the I'm I going, feel, I'm not going with the Ravens. I'm going with Lamar Jackson. There's I, a difference. I, I feel like Every game before uh, a team plays the Patriots, a, a team, a player from the team from the opposing team always calls them out like we're definitely going to beat them, like yeah. the tight end for the Ravens, and then it always ends up. Don't like, do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah know. So, and I'm sure Bill Belichick and, and the Patriots team are, are are lasered in on this game oh, to, yeah. to prove a point. Oh yeah. The thing is, like, what what do you do as a defense against a running quarterback? Because I tell you what, you can't put a spy on Lamar. Lamar will break your spy down. (laughs) No, no, no. no. But that's the thing about the Patriots. Like against Josh Allen, uh, I was watching a video on this yesterday. They put three spies on him. Hmm. Imagine on Lamar Jackson, they're going to put like three or four. And if you put three or four spies on him, you're leaving your corners in one-on-one coverage, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. Like you have eight men in the – Eight uh, players in the box. You mm-hmm. have like five rush and three just stay back watching him. Like one on this side, one on this side, one in the middle. So are you really willing to take the risk of those wide receivers in uh, in Baltimore against those corners? Like Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore? Yeah. sure. Yeah. Who's on the other side? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but that's, that's the get. thing. That's the thing. Like Bill Belichick is saying, like, I'm going to take the thing you do best away, and you're going to have to beat me by staying in the pocket. And I think that people underrate Lamar's arm way too much. And he's if you if you say Lamar, you're going to have to throw to beat us, he'll be like, all right, bet. You can <laughs> throw a deep ball. Gladly. Yeah. I mean, his passing numbers have not been. But it's, even, it's a product of— Even in that statement win against Seattle, his passing numbers weren't great. The thing was, even when RG3 was in Washington, right, his numbers, passing numbers weren't that great, but he was efficient with it because it was like, okay, I'm going to take what the defense is giving me, and if you're going to give me the ability to run, why would I even risk throwing it mm-hmm. when I can know I could just do it myself? Mm-hmm. But I don't think just because that's what he's more comfortable doing doesn't mean he has the inability to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I think he just doesn't do it because that's what he's more comfortable doing is running. Yeah. Which, you know, that's not going to be sustainable over the course of a career. But for this season, it's working great. 
I see. I mean, Bill Belichick is probably f- going to force Lamar Jackson to to uh, throw to like Mark Andrews or a, a Mark Andrews is a dude. Yeah, I, he's a dude. Yeah, don't sleep on Mark Andrews. Ma- now. Mark Andrews and like, like I, Willie Sneed. I, I like, will, whoever Stephon Gilmore is covering. I will say that the that the Patriots did have uh, a little bit of trouble against Nick Chubb, like Mark Ingram in this instance. But what's different is that you had Odell Beckham yeah, exactly. and Jarvis Landry on the outside, and the Ravens they have. Uh, Brown, obviously. Hollywood Brown, and I'm not even sure. Like, Willie Sneed might be their number two. And Brown is coming off of... Now, here's a guy that not a lot of people know about, but this could be the week he breaks out. His name is Miles Boykin. He's 6'4", 6'5". He can run like the wind. He had a great preseason with Baltimore, but so far this season, they're just not throwing all that much, so you can't really... When he does throw, it usually is to Hollywood Brown. But I think this could be a week that Miles Boykin breaks out. Because I don't know who's covering them on the other side of that Patriots defense, and I think that sheer athleticism might be enough to just you know overwhelm that corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar Jackson doesn't really play an intermediate game. When he runs, he runs all out. When he throws, he throws the deep ball all out. And I feel like you have to be a little more methodical against the Patriots, and and, and that's going to test how much he can be like an in-game manager. And stay in the pocket efficiently. Yeah. yeah. Well, if there's a guy that you can adjust your game to like that, it, it's it's the tight end. Uh, Mark Andrews is definitely a guy who can play that intermediate game with you, and that seems to be at this particular juncture Lamar's favorite target. So I, I think that there's definitely potential there. I, it's 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 going to be interesting, that's for sure. We we don't we're not sure exactly what to expect at this point, but I would not be surprised if Lamar Jackson goes out there and throws for 300 plus. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's pretty bold. Yeah. All right, move on to the the uh, Monday night game, which is. Kind of a good game, I guess. Not as yeah. bad as the ones before. Yeah, it could, Cowboys. relatively. Cow- Cowboys, Giants. Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowboys again. Yeah. Cowboys. I mean, it, it might. It nice. might be an interesting game if only because the Giants have young talent that people want to see. Yeah, Daniel Jones and Saquon. That. that. This it, Dallas just. I don't see them losing this game, and because of that, I'm not sure if the Eagles have the talent to make up the ground that we do in the NFC East. So it's still a one game gap. It's a one game gap, but they're if if we finish even, right? Even Steven, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're gonna ha- they have the division over us already, and they will have the division on us by the end of the season since they have that one win on us, and that was a blowout win. So even if we break it even, we beat the Redskins all our games, we beat the Giants all their our games, and we go one on one against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. If we do beat the Cowboys, it won't be 38 to 10. So I, they'll have the spread on us in terms I, of the I the will head-to-head. say the the Cowboys don't they have the Ravens and the Patriots on the schedule, right? Boy, we have a tougher schedule than that. We you, got we got the Patriots, we got the Seahawks. I'm pretty sure we got the Rams in there like it, it it's bad. It's okay. bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, Although um, I mean what does it matter who wins the division you think? Like do you think Oh, it's very yeah. I think Whoever it's wins very the division important. goes to the playoffs. Cuz the Oh yeah, but I mean the, the Eagles wild, might get the wild card. No, spot, but right? you can't count on that with all the teams that exactly. are in the hunt get, trying to get the wild card. Like you got to fight for that div- top division spot. Yeah. yeah. I mean this it, isn't if, about me. it feels like if if um if Philadelphia and Dallas both kind of kick it into gear and they both finish 10 to 6, 11, 5-ish, you're like that that that's usually good enough for a wild card spot. <laughs> 11 and 5 assumes that we lose one more game. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, at this point, six. I'm not sure if I'm confident in us doing that. Yeah. Even okay. two more games, but all right. Time will tell. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Triple Coverage. Go ahead and catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for uh Reagan Griffin and Julio Martinez. I'm Eddie Sun. We'll catch you next time.